Hello everyone and welcome to In the Pines, a monthly podcast covering the mysterious, weird, and sometimes unbelievable stories that happen in the place where people love to find solace, the great outdoors. My name is Fox Holiday and a few hundred miles to my north is Nikki. Welcome back to part two of the Regional Monster Roundup. Thought we were going to be able to fit it into one episode, but it wound up being pretty much the length of like two, two and a half episodes. So if this is the first time you're listening to In the Pines, go ahead and go back to episode one to listen to Dennis Martin. Um, but if nothing else, at least go back and listen to part one of the Regional Monster Roundup before you listen to part two. All right, here we go. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, well, okay. Are we ready to go on to monster number three? Yeah, buddy. Well, this this is one of those where it's like I wrote the intro and it's kind of like, well, let's just see how this goes, um, because this is a this is a complicated tale. Um, so there's a somewhat famous story about the world's most famous scuba diver slash underwater explorer who visited Lake Tahoe. According to the tale, Jacques Cousteau came to the second deepest lake in the United States, and after some time under the water, Cousteau emerged with no video footage, visibly shaken, and all he could say was, the world is not ready for what I have seen. Oh my. Uh, Fun fact really quick, my grandma had a poodle named after Jacques Cousteau. I thought you were going to say my grandmother had an affair with Jacques Cousteau. No, like, no, come she, on. no she had a poodle that was named after Jacques Cousteau, but anyways. <laughs> so, um, s- surrounded by a ski resort-filled mountains standing over 10,000 feet in a valley separated by the imaginary line of California and Nevada, the 12-mile by 22-mile lake sits at 6,200 feet of elevation. Holy shit, I did not realize it was that big. Yeah, it's it's big. It's big. I'm, I'm just going to say go ahead and say right now, like uh, in 2006, 16 mm-hmm. my wife and i went there and it's just mind-blowing and it's also just this is also mind-blowing how close you are to reno it's like it's really? just like over the mountain from reno yeah so you go from like this desert you know suburbia mm-hmm. to just you know i mean it's like it's like you get off the highway take this little turn right here and next thing you know you're on another highway it takes you down into tahoe and then tahoe is like a really small town uh-huh. um or like you know like what state line um, which is where like all the casinos and stuff are, but um, so yeah, so it's yeah, it's twelve miles by twenty two miles, second deepest lake in the United States at sixteen hundred and forty five feet deep. Uh, Crater Lake in Oregon is the deepest, and and it's only like two hundred ninety feet deeper than Tahoe. Um, side note: the deepest lake in the world is Baikal Lake in Siberia, Russia, at five thousand three hundred eighty seven feet deep. How is that even po- That just blows my mind that there is a lake yeah. that deep. Holy crap. So, yeah. So, C- Crater and Tahoe are the number nine and 16th deepest in the world, respectively. But as far as actual volume, I believe, uh-huh. as far as depth and size, I think cr- I think that uh, Tahoe is the fifth largest lake in the world by volume. Wow. So, it's it's really big. Like, uh, there's one there's one spot that they have found huge trees hundreds of feet underwater mm-hmm. and there's some speculation that some of it is actually due to a 240 plus year drought that led to these trees growing so far down and then when the water came back they were taken over there's some other explanations for some trees that, that are found really far down into the lake that are just part of like landslides that fell down 
just kind of fell down and the trees yeah. just continued to grow up. That makes um, sense. So there's just there's there, so there's just fucking forests inside this thousand fifteen hundred foot deep lake as well. That's so cool. <clears throat> so yeah, so it's just like it's just it's just creepy as fuck. When we went there in June, I mean, it was freezing. I mean, it was freezing. Yeah. It was like way too early to be there in the water. I mean, we went got up to like our knees, just kind of like walking around because it was free at our little hotel we stayed at to go out there. Because, yeah, you got to pay to go out onto Lake Tahoe, which is pretty interesting. You feel like it'd be like the beach, but it's not. Um, but they also kind of keep the... the Anyway, there's I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's 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 how they kind of keep the water so clear is by reducing the amount of uh of foot traffic and boat traffic. But anyway, so inside this 1500 foot deep lake, 1600 foot deep lake, many Lake Tahoe residents maintain that a large unidentified serpent-like creature lives in the deepest parts of the lake. Ooh. And the <laughs> the 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 tale has it uh that uh, it usually appears around June in even-numbered years. Huh. I only found that in one place, but I figured I'd just go ahead and throw that in there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> in 1984, two Tahoe residents, Patsy McKay and Diane Stavarkas, were hiking above the west shore when they spotted the creature swimming in the lake. Patsy said that it was a, the beast was about 17 feet long. She saw it surface three times like a little submarine. Then Diane said the creature had a humped back and seemed to surface in a whale-like, lethargic manner. Two years earlier, in 1982, two off-duty Reno policemen were water skiing on the lake when an unusually large creature swam past them. So in a, in, a, in a different article, I believe this article is, I believe this is from the San Francisco Chronicle. There's a book uh, by a guy named George M. Eberhardt. It's a 723-page dictionary of the undocumented, quote, mystery cre- mysterious creatures, a guide to cryptozoology. I guess he'd be an expert. <laughs> Is he a so, world-renowned expert, though? <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's world- 723 pages. Come on. Sorry. These, um, I'm shitting on these people hardcore. I'm sorry. <laughs> But so, it's, so there's at least three major sightings of fresh of the freshwater monster in the 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, one hiker, and I'm guessing this is going to be Diane, told the Chronicle that she spotted something as big as a rowboat with little white caps coming from where its mouth would be. Mm-hmm. It surfaced the way a whale would whale does, just kind of pushing up through the water. It seemed very lethargic. Mm-hmm. So then there's this other guy named Mike Conway. Who I'll let other people Google Mike Conway. He owned a TV station. And there's a lot of other stories about Mike Conway that come up. But anyway, he uh, was filming a commercial in the mid-80s in Zephyr Cove on the Nevada side of the lake. And so basically they were filming like a scene of like this couple walking along the lake on a trail or something like that. Mm -hmm. And down below them, I don't know if this was part of the shoot because it seems like it wasn't. Down below them, there were some kids hanging out on a dock and saw all of a sudden this 18-foot boat just like just just like just go up in the air and come back down what and it freaked out the kids mike conway who is quote unquote location manager of this yells cut and tells them to turn around the cameras so that they could film it that's when he saw a brown humped beast Hmm. and the people and the people on the dock screamed it's tessie and so i guess at this point in time i should tell people that it is named Tahoe Tessie. Listen, could they not be a little more original? Come on. <laughs> so Tahoe Tessie reared her ugly humped back, brown back. And uh, that's what y'all, that's okay. So, so this is, I was this taking is a little... drink when you said that. And I don't know why that hit me so funny, but I literally almost <laughs> choked. 
So th- th- this is a direct quote from the San Francisco Chronicle article when someone asked him about this. They, sa- they asked, was it filmed? Conway said, I heard they destroyed the footage. He was asked, who's they? He said, you know, them. Oh, good God. Right. Um, so uh, apparently news got out and Conway got home and one of his, he, had a, he, had a mach- he had a message waiting for him on his answer machine and says, hey, Mike, you better get over to Echo Summit. There's this pterodactyl flying around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So the tales of this creature go all the way back to the Washoe and the Paiute Indians. Okay. This was actually like a being of reverence, considered to be powerful. The shamans thought it was a living descendant of the turquoise water of the lake. Hmm. And, and so it was supposed to be sacred. It lives below the East Shore's cave rock. Supposedly there was, there's like a cave underneath the eastern shore. It lives under there and comes out occasionally or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the, like, so this, this thing was basically fight club. You didn't talk about it. You didn't look at it. You didn't talk about it. And because if you talked about it, it could either cause you could go blind or you would die oh, by talking about okay. Tahoe Tessie. I'm going to bet the Native Americans did not call it Tahoe Tessie, though. <laughs> no, and I, I, I tried to find a good name for it. I couldn't find one. Like, there's, there's a lot of information about this lake, but I mm-hmm. could not find what, what it was called uh, by the Paiute or the Washoe. Gotcha. So, yeah, so they, they were, like, silent. So, yeah, so it, it's a combination of Fight Club and the silent place because, like, you just don't talk about this thing. You don't you don't make a lot of noise when you're around the water because yeah. of it or, like, at certain times. They also believe that there was a prehistoric bird that nested at the center of the lake. Nice. So this is another case, kind of like the Pukwudgies, where the tribe members warn their children against wandering away from the camp. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the winged creature would catch them, or if they went too close to the water, possibly uh, Tahoe Tessie would catch them. Mm. There was this other thing that I, I couldn't figure out what this was, and I feel like it's one of those terms that kind of like what is that like the the indigo children or whatever like i feel like this is one of those terms that like i should know uh-huh so there are these things called water babies okay. which at the same time sounds magical and somewhat almost like i might be saying something racist uh, it sounds like a doll that i had in the 80s or something <laughs> right yeah so these water babies uh, apparently started like the the shamans noticed these thousands of years ago and they were under this one part of cave rock so these water babies were things that you weren't supposed to talk about as well because uh-huh. they could kill or blind a person so it kind of started with that and then I, I i don't really know so there's there's must be something i'll have to look up more water baby stuff but uh the other story about this that that kind of leads into this is they believe there is a very large and when I say they, it's probably the same people that quote unquote destroyed uh, Mike Conway's uh, tape. <laughs> but they believe there is a chain of underground river networks oh, okay. that connect that's that somehow connects uh, Tahoe with Pyramid Lake. And Pyramid Lake is downriver from on the Truckee River. Uh, so basically, there's like the spillway that goes to the Truckee, that empties into the Pyramid. And Pyramid, from what I read, does not have an outlet to it. It's just a big 
basin pretty much uh-huh. um whereas tahoe has a dam network and uh-huh. some 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 ways to get water out of it um but uh i could be wrong about the dam network but there's like there's something i saw a video or i saw pictures of these huge massive pumps that can pump water out and get it yeah. into the truckee river if need be now um, are but anyway are tahoe and pyramid kind of like where are they like distance wise from each other like could it be possible th- or not nah? I think Pyramid is in Reno, okay. which could be down, could be at a lower elevation in a way, and and the 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 way that, like I said, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a, a, a an outlet in any way, but mm-hmm. because Reno is so dry, it evaporates so quickly. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could see an underground river system. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I could, totally I, I could see that. something like that as well. Yeah. Especially you know with something that is that old. Yeah. And 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 by the way, so that's something I didn't discuss is that there, there the reason that Tahoe is the way it is is because basically there was like a a magical geological event where there was like and I, I man I'm forgetting the whole thing like there's the sub and the you know how like there's the slip and the strike mm-hmm. on the uh on you know with with a with an earthquake or something like that. Yeah. Basically, something dropped at the same time something went up, and that's what basically created this huge cavernous lake. Oh, was the, the falling of something and the rising of something else mm-hmm. um, created this really deep lake. So yeah, so if it was you know sixteen hundred feet deeper before it filled up with water. You could see there being a river that you know had some other kind of outlet, and, yeah. And, and you know, anyway, so it's 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 huge. It, it's it's just uh, you know, it's uh, it's it is it is not unimaginable to to think that there could be an underwater river system. Yeah. So there's all kinds of stories that people quote unquote cite Tessie. Yeah. But the problem is when you Google this monster, there's one thing you cannot stop coming across and that stories that say something like this i'm going to read a direct quote okay according to an article by the reno gazette journal lake tahoe was essentially a dumping ground for chinese railroad workers bodies in the late 1800s oh my god they would be thrown into the lake by the hundreds while still alive and tied up in big groups and weighed down to sink to the bottom end quote what the actual fuck right like is that legit so there's also this area on the south shore of Lake Tahoe. Uh, it's known by known by local fishermen as the graveyard. Um, it's supposed to be littered with the preserved and suspended bodies of gangsters from the 1920s and through the 1950s. Now we're talking um, <laughs> gangsters who you know owed uh, or people who owed money to gangsters or oh. you know people who didn't pay up or people who whatever who wound up out there because as people have to remember literally if if the if lake tahoe is you know the t- north is 12 o'clock and south is six o'clock the state line between between california and nevada starts at 12 o'clock and then right it basically is like 12 25 because mm-hmm. it just kind of cuts a, a right hand like right where nevada bends uh-huh you know, like it has that, that, like on the on the western side of Nevada, it's straight, and then all of a sudden it bends back in right there. Yeah. That is where the bend starts, is in the middle of fucking Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. And so that little curve there cuts over to 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 Reno and to State Line and all that. So you literally have like when when my wife and I were there, it was funny. We were staying on the the Nevada side. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no difference like at all, except there's no casinos on one side of the road. Mm-hmm. 
So there's casinos on one side. And then the funny part was we walked to dinner onto the California side. And on our way back, there were people just openly smoking pot on the California side. Nice. Uh, <laughs> this is back before Reno. This is back before Nevada had uh, legal pot. But there's yeah. people like just like standing out on their porch like, like hey, how you doing? Just smoking pot. And uh, and then, you know, we got to our side and it was all gambling, you know, so it was just like so it's it, it literally just kind of cuts it right there. So in other words, a lot of people come from California to Nevada to gamble right there. It's a beautiful place. You've got yeah. all these ski resorts. You know, I'm sure the ski resorts weren't there in the 20s, and the 50s, <clears throat> at least not to the the way they are now. Yeah. But, you know, so you had gambling right there. You've got this beautiful lake, blah, blah, blah. So um, so a lot of people came there to gamble and it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, couldn't it? Is it for is it obvious that uh, some bodies could possibly be down at sixteen hundred feet below water? Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and there's there's always a story, no matter what you look at, there's always a story. And it involves a fisherman pulling up either an ear, mm. a hand missing two fingers uh, I've also seen that a fish hook pulled up a finger with a gold ring on it. Mm. There's all kinds of different t- stories about the things that 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 they've found. Okay, so going back to that article about the Tahoe being a dumping ground for Chinese railroad workers. Well, the article that was quoted was actually a article that was dispelling the rumors. Um, they quoted the thesis statement at the beginning of it. And then the article actually proved that everything was wrong, that not only was it not a dumping ground and that had never been done before, that many of the people who worked for these railroad companies continued to work for the companies after they left the Tahoe area. And they have the pay stubs and everything like that and everything like that to prove it. So this was just some rumor that got started somehow. Now on to Tahoe Tessie. You know, a lot of people believe that Tessie could be something like a plesiosaur, mm-hmm. um, something else, you know, something something that's, you know, not necessarily a monster. It's just a, a fish that somehow lived a very long time down there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they live deeper or something like that. But but here's where I come to the end. And I believe we, we have a new term for our show. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think we've experienced a verning. A Jules Verning. <laughs> I think that I think that I think that Tahoe Tessie and Lake Tahoe has experienced a very bad burning. And oh, by that okay. I mean So in 2017, the body of a scuba diver, still inside the wetsuit wearing everything equipment wise, was found deep in Lake Tahoe, and it was relatively intact and preserved. And so this further kind of confirmed people's ideas that bodies were preserved. So when I said earlier that, that you know, all these different gangsters are preserved and suspended mm-hmm. in the water and different things, the water at like, I forgot what they said, about 100 feet, it, it starts at 39 degrees at 100 feet down. Like yeah. that's how cold that lake is. So it starts at 39 degrees mm-hmm. and only gets colder. And so they believe since they've been fishing at these different levels, I mean, like, you know, th- th- like to catch these certain fish, like they, 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 like some of the people that they interviewed for this, you know, like they start at 400 feet, like, like they, they literally cast full size fish, like wrapped in cat food mm-hmm. down 400 feet. 
and troll that way. You know, so I mean, so they're doing like deep fishing in this place. Yeah. So, so uh, through the years, yes, have these guys possibly come across things and snag things? I mean, if you haven't seen magnet fishing on TikTok by now, you know, oh yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, is it is it I is it you know feasible that you've come across something that this or an ear came across? Sure, but that they all believe that these these bodies are just suspended down there, and they don't think about the fact that. Yeah, fish are going to eat stuff. Like stuff lives yeah. down that far oh, yeah. and it's going to eat stuff. This but but cases like this, but the problem is the guy was still inside his wetsuit. So he appeared to be more preserved. Exactly. It was just the the parts that animals couldn't get to. So, you know, these fishermen finding fingers of rings on that kind of stuff. There's a pretty good chance that every other part was gone. Yeah. And something just floats to the top or something like that or or whatever. And you know, here's the other thing. People drown. Yes. <laughs> we established that in Lake Lanier, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like pe- people drown. I mean, th- you know, accidents happen, you know, all the time. And I imagine a very busy lake and a, and a very popular lake like Tahoe, people drown all the time. And yeah. uh, But anyway, here's the, here's the trouble about the very first opening paragraph. There's not a single photo, news article, reference, or anything ever to Jacques Cousteau ever visiting Lake Tahoe. Aww. Much less ever diving in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And so for people who don't know who, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people who are like, who have heard the, the word Jacques Cousteau a few times and don't understand. So for people who don't know who Jacques Cousteau is, he's almost like, I would say, a calmer and much more French version of like Steve the Crocodile Hunter Irwin. Yeah. Like he he <laughs> he really did have a love for, you know, the the for for the for the outdoors and especially for diving and and, and yes. all that kind of stuff. He he had his own little uh he had his own little submarine that he would take around. He literally is the inspiration for Wes Anderson's Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I mean, like yeah. if, if people have ever watched that movie, I mean, like literally this guy wears a red knit cap at all times, mm-hmm. and everybody yep. that's on his crew wears a red knit cap all the time. Would you maybe say he is world-renowned? <laughs> he is world-renowned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unlike them cryptozoologists. <laughs> and like I said in the opening, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, name your other, name the other famous scuba diver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's, there really aren't any, and, and, or no. at least, you know. Not, not not that we know of today. I'm sure there are some. But anyway, so so there's there's no footage of him. He died in 1997 at the age of 87. Mm-hmm. So uh, he never came there. He never showed up. The Tahoe Daily Tribune reported that quote the story probably evolved out of his gra- uh, visit his grandson made to Tahoe in the 1980s to attend a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Charles Goldman of the UC Davis Tahoe Research Group confirmed that Cousteau rumor is not true. Oh, and by the way, Charles Goldman isn't just some random member of the UC Davis Research Group. He founded it in 1959. Wow. The research group has helped the lake keep its sapphire blue color through uh, wastewater exportation efforts, like literally like getting like so no wastewater goes into the lake at all. Um, awesome. They have all these uh, he's in, helped institute all these anti-erosion projects and a whole bunch more. So there's a very good chance that. Uh, Charles Goodwin um, would remember Jacques Cousteau uh, came to, <laughs> came uh, to the yeah, lake. probably. So they say that more than likely the underwater river connection between Lake Tahoe and Pyramid is actually explained by corpses floating over the North Tahoe spillway onto the Truckee River and then downstream into the Pyramid <laughs> River. 
in the Pyramid Lake. Jeez. Uh, the other thing is, is that the mob was very well known by the FBI and everyone else, by the U.S. government. So more than likely, they were under very close watchful eyes. There were only there's only a few ways out to the to the lake, I guess, that aren't closed off uh, or private property or something like that. So if someone had some private property that went up to it or something like that, I'm sure they they could have done something. But by the 60s, at that point in time. Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Chicago mobster Sam Giancarna, they uh-huh. owned the Cal Nevada Lodge in Tahoe. Okay, so uh-huh. it was it was under heavy surveillance by the FBI. Oh, and at yeah. this point in time, it was really just kind of a club. Mm-hmm. And before Sinatra took it over, it was closed in the it was closed except for summertime, like from the, the, the nice weather. And so then they actually developed a way to have shows there year round and they also got gambling into the hall. Nice. But see this this Chicago mobster dude isn't supposed to be there. So he's actually more like a silent partner and he has some other guy that's kind of sitting on the board or whatever for him. Mm-hmm. And so uh so since since Sinatra had the Kennedy connection Mm-hmm. Also, the Marilyn Monroe connection, he was definitely being watched. So, oh, gosh, yeah. So, basically, you could pretty much say, like, late 50s on that that lake's being watched mm-hmm. pretty heavily. Or, or oh, at least yeah. the, the, the Or at least the actors around that lake are being watched pretty heavily. Yeah. And so, uh, but the, the cool thing about this place was there were tunnels underneath of it because they used it for prohibition. That's how they got liquor into the lodge was through all these tunnels. Well, uh-huh. now they didn't have to worry about it. Sinatra and Dean Martin used it as a way to move celebrities and gangsters around without being seen up on the streets or up in mm. the actual. So they could be into these like back rooms by yeah. entering through these tunnels and that kind of thing. One of the tunnels led straight to Sinatra's house so he could walk to his house without ever having to be exposed. And it was actually... Sounded like, you know, it sounded Dr. Evil-ish, like he might have taken Ellie, because it, it looked <laughs> over the valley. Yeah. Like, so it was above wherever he was, so he had probably had to take an elevator up at the end of some kind of, you know, crazy hallway, or take a bunch of stairs to come up to look down. Yeah. So, in other words, he was being watched, and then there's also this movie called The Godfather 2. Um, <laughs> Just a small movie, right? <laughs> which, yeah, which happens to take place at Lake Tahoe, <laughs> and there's a somewhat famous scene of of a body being dumped. So, 1972, Godfather 2, 1980 mm. bodies. Okay, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> a verning, a verning is happening. Um, yes. <laughs> the other thing is, for for those of you who have been listening to this, and those of you who are old, or those of you who like a podcast that I like as well called Bananas for Bonanza. Um, all of this take, so the entire run of Bonanza, I don't know if you ever watched that show or not. I didn't really watch it too much, but, um, the entire run of Bonanza took place in Lake Tahoe. The the Cartwright family. Yeah. The Cartwright family actually owned property around the lake. I think they owned the part of the lake or something like that. Uh And and it was, and, and the whole run was, it was a silver, it was a silver town Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a, it wasn't a gold rush town, it was a silver town. And uh, so anyway, so like the the Washaw and the Paiute, like all of these are like names that people who ever watched Bonanza would, might recognize. But so Dirk Blocker, he played Hoss. Probably everybody uh-huh. in the world's probably heard of Hoss before. Yes. But uh, so yeah, so he, uh, Dirk Blocker played Hoss. And if you ever saw a picture of Dirk Blocker, um, 
He died at 43 and looked like he was probably 59. Shut um, up. He was a, Are you serious? Yeah, he yeah, he died at 43. Um, wow. And, and I, I like how they actually, in, in, in the, the research I had, said unexpectedly. Um, oh. But so, yeah, it's like, you no, know, yeah, nobody's expected a 43-year-old to die. But he died of a heart attack, but they were on hiatus. So when they uh. came back, it was their final season. And when they came back, they had to come up with a reason why Haas wasn't there. And it was explained that Haas had drowned trying to save a woman. Oh. So, yeah, so drownings and people dying in in the water and that was in 1972 as well um yeah. so uh and that was 1974 excuse me would have been the last year i think of bonanza and or something like that so let's see the last thing i'll say about it is that goldman who's again been researching the Ta- tahoe since 1959 he uh-huh. pretty much thinks that um it's this certain type of fish that is that is shown to grow up to 1500 pounds i'm sorry what no. Yeah. <laughs> it, and so, like, I guess when they were putting trout and Mackinac, I, I'm not exactly sure what Mackinac is. I, I didn't know if that was a, it sounds like it was a fish or it was a, or it was a, or it was a plant that was put in there. Well, there it is. What's it? The Mackinac beaches, Jerry. The Mackinac beaches. Right. The ones uh, from Oregon that are only ripe for two weeks. Jerry, this is a miracle of nature that exists for a brief period. It's like the Aurora Borealis. Pretty much what they're saying is, it is a sturgeon. Uh, that's what I was going to ask, because, like, I think a lot of those sightings of, like, lake monsters are actually, like, huge-ass sturgeon. Yeah, they, 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 they think it's just a sturgeon, because if you... The, 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 what I did leave out, and I, was, I started to go into it, and I stopped myself, was if you hear all of those stories... You never hear a single one of them talking about a head coming out. Now they, they mm-hmm. talk about like a V, a V being where they thought a head might be. Yep. But nobody ever really talks about a they, they see humps and that, mm-hmm. that kinda explains a sturgeon kind of thing or, mm-hmm. or 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 something like that. Um but yeah, it, it it's just it's just a gigantic fish. And if you think about I mean, you know, a lake that big and a lake that old. Yeah, there's bound to be some stuff down there that they don't know what it is. But is it a plesiosaur? Probably not. You know. <laughs> no. But um, but one other thing to keep in mind is don't worry if you want a stuffed animal, a postcard, or a T-shirt with Tahoe Tessie on it. Don't worry, you can buy one everywhere you go in Tahoe. Um, I wonder if I can order online because if so, I'm getting a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters and mobsters. Monsters and mobsters with Nikki and Pox. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's part two of the Regional Monster Roundup. Uh, Next Monday, we will release part three where Nikki will tell the final story. Uh, And then we'll pick back up with our normal episodes the following first Monday of June. Yeah, wow. Time's flying. And as always, across all platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can find us at In The Pines Pod. I am on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Pox Holiday. Nikki is at Hey That Nikki on Twitter, and that's all that you're getting. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts, and even maybe places you don't listen to podcasts. Just go ahead and give us five stars. It helps us grow the show and bring more people into the fold. All right. We'll see you next week. My girl, my girl, don't lie to me. Tell me when.